Okay, we're on. Do you want to do an intro this time? I wasn't ready yet. I was. You said you were ready. I just asked you, are you ready? And you said yes. I said then, I said I had to clean my glasses in case the well, computer glitches and I can't see it without glasses on. We're on. Okay. Uh, this is episode four. four. Wow. Mm -hmm. That's like almost a month. It is. <laughs> Welcome to episode four of Tom and Vanessa's Country Unscripted. Still don't have a fancy intro yet, so we just hit... Uh, that was pretty fancy. Was that fancy? Yeah, country fancy. <laughs> no, we need uh, country, country music. Speaking of country music, do you have a favorite country song or country artist? That you're I enjoying like, right now? Yeah, I like Walker Hayes right now. Mm. How about you? I like the classics. You know, can't go wrong with Toby Keith. Yep. He but, tells it like it is, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what Walker Hayes song is? Uh, do you like? Uh, or, or all of them? Yeah, I'll probably forget now that you're asking me on the spot. But Fancy Likes a good one. Um, gosh, then, then there's a... The one, it's a story about a, a, a singer, a guy from a band that loses a contract and he doesn't have enough. They lose a car, so they've got more kids than seatbelts. And gosh, I, I can't remember the name of the song, but it's a, it's a good one. Mm -hmm. It'll come to you. Yeah. Speaking of fancy like that, why do you like that song? It's just got a good beat to it and... It's amusing, and we have uh, he talks about Applebee's, uh -huh. which was uh, our, the first restaurant that we went to. Yeah, a long, 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 long time ago. Well, it was I think our first date. It wasn't even really a date. We were just was well. It? it it wasn't a formal date. It we ended up going there together after. Actually, I think it was that Advocare. Yep. That Advocare presentation. So it technically was our first date. It wasn't a planned date. We just went there afterwards. So yeah, I would say our first date was at Applebee's. Okay. You're fancy like that. <laughs> yep. That's where you took me. Yep. <laughs> I even remember what we ate. What did we have? Do you remember? Oh, I probably had a chicken salad or something like that. We both had Caesar, Caesar salads salad. with chicken. Yep. That's right. And that would have been, well, 21 years ago. This September, October. Yep. There you go. Yep. Because we're fancy like that. Yep, we are. And we just ate at Applebee's, probably for the second time since yeah. then. <laughs> In Duluth. Uh, this past spring yep. after skiing. Yep. Okay, well, um, is there anything that you want to talk about today? Well, I figured we'd end up discussing the progress that... Primarily, you have been making with the chicks mm -hmm. uh, since you've been a lot more involved in it than I have been, and we have uh, kind of changed our plans for the chicken coop and run since the last podcast because I think we're still talking about uh, remodeling one of our outdoor bathroom structures and making a run back there. But we decided to build the, the coop and the run right behind our garage, so we've got the chicks close. Chickens close, I guess they will be by then. Mm -hmm. And um, our main concern is, we think, just uh, the the couple of bears that are in the neighborhood 
but we'll yeah, they to... just live in the neighborhood. Yeah, they do. They do. They're <laughs> they're less than a quarter mile away is where we believe their dens are. So well, we don't. Far. We we haven't discovered their den, although I would love to. Oftentimes, I think about that when the woods are quiet and it's dark or early morning and there's nothing moving yet. Like, just think of all the things that are living out there that we don't see, yep. right? Uh, and I don't remember, I don't go back and listen to our podcast, so if we didn't already share it, maybe we did, we can reshare it for those that are listening to this podcast, but, but not the others. Uh, our property is, uh, actually our whole development was a former Girl Scout camp and so they subdivided the land into five or so acre lots some Mm -hmm. lots are bigger none are smaller and some of the lots have girl scout structures and so we are one of those lots where we have um, six what were called day camp shelters two full bathrooms like enclosed bathrooms with plumbing and electricity i think because of uh, ADA, right? One side had to yeah. be disability accessible. Uh, so there's one bathroom on one side of the structure, and then on the other side would be uh, three toilets and two or three sinks. Yeah. Decent sized structures. And then we also have a actual outhouse. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that has two toilets. Yep. Yeah. And then we had a woodshed and lots of fire pits. So each of these day camp shelters also had a fire pit and then... Two fire pits per shelter. So there's 12 fire okay. pits. So the shelters are two-sided yep. also. So they're pretty they're pretty large, pretty large structures. And then also, I just say a plethora of picnic tables. Tons and tons and tons of picnic tables. Each shelter, I think, had four full-size picnic tables, each picnic table with four benches. So at any rate, Tom converted the bathroom building or structure that was furthest from the house. He gutted that out. With uh, the help of family members. with the help of some friends and family. He gutted it out, uh, started gutting it out last um, summer, early summer, right before you broke your neck, right? So he had started clearing it out, gutting it out to convert it into a shed so that our garage didn't have to have winter stuff in it during the summer and summer stuff in it during the winter. So that project has since been completed. Because he had already gutted it out, he knew kind of what, what was in the guts inside of that building. Initially, we talked about turning one side of the bathroom that's closest to the house, the one with the single stall into the chicken coop, and then building out an attached run to the building. And the thing with that is that while the structure has running water and electricity, because they subdivided these lots, the electricity would have to be, it's it's wired, it just, we would need a new meter and it would be a lot more work than we wanted to invest in yep. the chicken coop and run. So. If we were going to go through all of that work to convert that existing structure, we decided why not just build it out exactly how we want and then keep the chickens closer to the house in hopes that we would be able to be a little more protective of them when it comes to predators because we do live in the country, we do live in the woods, we do have a lot of predators. Obviously, Tom already mentioned bears. They 
were little buggers last year. They they really demolish your bird feeders fast mm -hmm. and love watching our birds. So I've got three or four different bird feeders up. And if we would just forget to bring them in one night, the next day they would be completely demolished. And, and the, you know, the iron shepherd's hooks would be bent in half and, and all that kind of stuff. So we do know that we have bears and obviously we have fox. We hear coyotes, we've not mm -hmm. ever seen them, but our neighbors have seen them go through, you know, their open part of their land. We've seen a fisher. Yep. Uh, yes, we have raccoons. What else What else likes to eat chickens yeah. or chicken yeah. eggs? I mean, we have them all. That about covers it. Yeah. And the bears don't necessarily go after chickens. They go after the, the food. That's what they're drawn to. And then because the chickens are there, they'll end up killing them too. Or they'll go for the eggs the as well. Eggs. But but they will end up killing the chickens along and the way. And the feed, right? If they if yeah. they know that there's food in there. Yeah. And we're not we're not afraid of the bears. The bears are actually more afraid of us when they were here last year. As soon as you get their attention, you can kind of walk them off and walk them away. They're actually adorable, and they mm -hmm. kind of look back at you like, oh, man, seriously, do yeah. I have to go? You know, they stop and look, and then they walk, and then they stop to see if you're still following them. Yep. Um, but that just that's just in the moment. They, they will come back. So they live here somewhere. And, um, yeah, so we're going to build the coop and run closer to the house right behind our garage, which is what I kind of wanted at the beginning anyways. I'd like to keep them a little bit closer so that we can see them out our bedroom window and out our master bathroom window, we can enjoy them. If they were out at that bathroom structure, they would be just far enough away that we wouldn't be able to see them yep. without looking through binoculars, so. So we do have plans still to convert that bathroom structure into a, a nicer bathroom and then one, one of the closer shelters, which is still a little bit of a distance away, into a cabin, so I was thinking it would be kind of yes. cool someday if we did a little giveaway through the podcast to. Mm -hmm. Let somebody come and stay, stay at the at cabin, cabin for a little while. Yeah, so we when we when we <coughs> when we bought our house, the one of the two people that bought the land and subdivided it had already uh, thought through converting these uh, day camp shelters into cabins, and so there was some plans already in place, and so we kind of looked at those and and. Draw, drew out what, what we thought or what our vision would be for them. They could be anywhere between, I think, 350, 500 square feet, something like that. Yeah. Um, so one day we will do that. It just They just keep moving down our infinity list of things that we want to do each spring. Like what is the one project we want to take on? Last summer it was, it was uh, putting in a deck on the front of our house, and this summer now it's the chicken coop and run, and so we'll get to that maybe next year. Yep. I'm not sure. Well, because we're building out the chicken coop and run, I, I will have the majority of the tools the that tools. I think I need, to, even if we were to just chip away at the bathroom and then first and then do the, the cabin afterwards. Um, we'll have the tools to do it, and then it's just a matter of getting the materials and finding the time. It would be nice if we were both retired and then we could just <laughs> devote all of the time into making making those into cabins and shelters and all of that but we do have to work yeah you just have to chip away at it a you know a few hours at a time a weekend at a time and we have uh, a lot of family members that and friends that want to do it too and help us out so 
that that's always yeah. nice. All right, so we did get our chicks, which we talked about on the last podcast. We picked them up on Saturday, last Saturday, so a week ago tomorrow. We got 12 chicks, two of each breed, um, and so far, so good. They have proven to be a lot of fun. They are already very receptive to my voice, mm-hmm. and um, they will immediately come to my hand as soon as I put it in their brooder. We've had to learn a few things about how to take care of them. We knew the basics as far as what they needed. They needed a brooder. They needed, obviously, some sort of uh, heat source. And then, of course, food and water. And other than that, we've just been... They just have to stay warm after they just, that. Yeah, they yeah. just have to stay warm. Thankfully, Tom put in a heater, which, admittedly, I was a little like, eh, do we really need a heater in our garage? I kept... I kept being like, eh, is that what we want to spend money on? But Tom was insistent that we needed to have some source of heat in our garage because of the walls. and. Uh, well, it's a finished garage. And up in Wisconsin, like a lot of the northern states, it gets pretty cold. So in the wintertime, if you do have a finished garage, it's going to shift from summer to winter. And the, the sheetrock was starting to show some cracks. And I mean, it, it's just a nice looking garage on the inside I didn't want to uh, have that ruined so we just kept it around 45 degrees through the winter but now we need to keep it about 65 on the thermostat so that on the floor it's at least 60 degrees for the chicks so yeah it worked out really well and that was another when my family came down to help with the shed my brother who has a plumbing and heating business in Duluth Minnesota so if anybody's listening from Duluth and they're looking for a good plumber and heater my my brother's the guy to go to anyway he he uh when they got done with the shed he hung the heater and then we just had to have it uh installed the gas part installed so anyway turned out to be a a good thing if we wouldn't have have had that if if our garage wouldn't have been heated i don't know maybe we'd, we'd have gotten the chicks a little bit later because it still has been below freezing here um, you wouldn't have waited. We would have had them in the bathroom downstairs. No, here no. I, I, I actually, tub. I never, I never thought about having them in the house. I didn't. I just knew that they needed to stay warm, so we would have probably had to rig up something or had more than one heat plate in there. Otherwise, no, I, I didn't. I didn't think about bringing them, bringing them in the house, actually. And then once we we knew they were coming, and I started reading a little bit about that, I was like, oh, some people bring them in their bathrooms yeah. and and have them inside. Not not necessarily, actually, quite a few people do that, but yeah. it's not it's not necessary. So like Tom just said, we're keeping the garage on the thermostat at 64, right. I think. We have a, a little thermostat that we put closer to the, the actual brooder just to see what it is. But they are on a on a concrete floor, which we were concerned about it being. It's colder, obviously, when it's yeah. lower and the heat is coming from a corner up above. So yeah. um seems to be working though. it seems to be working yes between the floor of the brooder and then we put down we're actually putting down puppy potty pads and then on top of that we're putting pine shavings i think that's enough insulation for yep. their feet and then the the radiant heat that we have is just a heating plate and then they just go under there when they when they need to get warm we did not do a heat lamp which i know that that's pretty common i just after reading about it one they're they are uh, a high risk for a fire, especially if somehow, when we're not in the garage, somehow it 
it falls down. I mean, it can happen, but that was the big thing was they're, they're more at risk for a fire. And the other thing too is chickens have a sleep-wake cycle like we do, so they should be sleeping when it's dark, awake when it's light. And heat lamps emit a light at all times. And so when it comes to the future, when they're ready to lay eggs, it's important that they have mm-hmm. a regular sleep-wake cycle and the radiant heat or those heat plates don't have any light on them. So that's that. All that stuff that we've just, just been learned. Learning, yep. learning along the way. You just learn. And um, no fear. You got to just, you just, you just go do it. Yeah. Like, n- and, I mean, seriously had, you know, this is our first time with chicks, had no yeah. idea what we were doing. We were prepared, you know, in our head, we were thinking, okay, we got 12. Some might all, not all make it. That happens with chicks, which probably is more likely to happen if you're hatching them. These were already born. We picked them up from our feed store. We did have one that was, I I just was like, oh, I don't know if it's gonna make it tonight. It was a little, it needed a little extra love. Um, But now they seem to all be thriving. They're doing really well. We hold them all, they come to me. And yeah, it's this morning when I went out to turn on the light in the garage, I, I opened the door, I said to Tommy, I said, listen, so when you open the door, it's quiet. And then as soon as you- Because the lights were off. Because the light's off. As soon as you turn on the light, you hear some little cheeps, some chirps, some peeps. And then as soon as I say, good morning, little girls, then they all just come out and start <laughs> start talking. So yeah. we've got, we're, we're training them well. It's, it's interesting because if you would have asked me about having, getting chicks, I would have- before this, I would have thought, well, that's something you can do when you live out in the country or you've got enough space and stuff. But now, after reading about it, learning about it, I mean, even if we had a, a house in the suburbs, as long as the suburb suburb allowed it, it would be mm-hmm. still fun to have them and not that difficult. Mm-hmm. And they don't take up a ton of space, especially if you, if you have three to six of them. Uh, it doesn't take up a lot of room in your backyard, and they're mm-hmm. a lot of fun they are. so far. And we've had lots of friends and yes, family we have. come to see them and hold them. and It was like every day for about five days straight, we <laughs> yeah. had people coming over to see them. Well, they wanted to see Gidget, our yeah. puppy, and then see the chickens. Yeah. And I, I don't know if I would have done it any different. Initially, we were going to wait to get the dog and get through the chickens, thinking that the chickens were going to require maybe more, yeah. more from us, just because we were naive and didn't know. But other than, you know, I go out there three times a day, for sure morning and night, and then one or two times during the day to just handle them, check on them, yep. play with them, that kind of thing, for five minutes. It's yep. not like it's it's taking an extraordinary amount of time. And then cleaning out their brooder, we're just doing that every other day, every third day. No, but with... They will be in the garage for another right. at least four weeks. And they're going to so get bigger. that might be... Yeah. There might be a lot more poop to clean up. There's going to be right. a lot more mess. Um, At this point, don't feel overwhelmed. No. And the brooder that uh, that I chose is actually a an animal playpen. It's I think it was I think it's called a dog playpen. It has a top that can zip on and off, and it also has a bottom that zips on and off, and then the sides are vented, which is something that's really important Mm -hmm. to control odor. And so um, once the weather is a little bit warmer, we can actually keep them in the brooder, bring it outside as long as we're out there, and then they can start pecking at the ground and the grass, Mm -hmm. and we'll bring them back to the area where they're gonna live 
come June-ish. Yeah. And then even if the the run is, Tom's working on the run or working on the coop, they can be out there. So they get used to their space and then we'll bring them back in the garage. So right now they're still little, but yes, they're going to grow pretty fast. And mm-hmm. there's going to come a time when they're probably going to feel crowded in that, that, that brooder and, and we'll be ready to bring them outside. So yeah, that's that. Anything else you want to add to the... No, I think that's enough about the chicks. Yeah, we've been talking about the chicks for a long time. And uh, what's next? Well, you tell me. <laughs> I, I, I brought up that topic. Oh, okay. I led us into that one, I think. Yeah. Well, so you're saying we're playing ping pong. It's my yep. turn to it's my turn to ping it back to you. One of the things that I was thinking about this week and actually after we recorded last week is in our uh, tagline for our podcast, we say faith, fitness, and fortitude. And I wanted to kind of expand on that a little bit because, well, first of all, fitness doesn't necessarily just mean physical fitness. So as we continue to evolve and, and these conversations expand, we, you know, that, that allows us the flexibility to talk about more things than just physical fitness, right? right. So financial yeah. fitness, spiritual fitness, et cetera, et cetera. And then um, one other thing that I thought would be important to share, uh, because faith is part of it as well, is kind of talk a little bit about our faith um, today and how we, how we got to where we are mm-hmm. and why it's important to us and you know, really how our faith is what leads us in pretty much our life and the decisions that we make and that kind of thing. So if you want to go first, you can just talk a little bit about, you know, how you were raised yeah. and that kind of thing. And then you can go ahead and sure. pong it back to me because okay. I, I just pinged it to you. <laughs> well, do I ping it back or pong it back? Well, I'm not sure. But... Or do I table tennis it back because ping pong is a registered trademark? Oh, well, we do have a ping pong table. <laughs> we do. Well, it's a table tennis table. Oh, we really? We can't call it ping pong. Yeah, it's a registered trademark. Well, so things, things you learn yeah, on yeah. the Tom and Vanessa's Country Unscripted podcast. Yep. Ping yep. pong is a registered trademark. So unless you are playing ping pong. Unless you have an actual ping pong table. Yeah. You have to say table tennis. Table tennis, yeah. Okay, well, take it away. <laughs> All right. Well, I, I grew up in Ely, Minnesota, way up north. It's actually, a, if you were to fly, it would be 15 miles from the Canadian border to get there to Canada, to the Canadian border. You actually have to go through the Boundary Waters and get in a boat or canoe or something, but way up north in northern Minnesota. And uh, the population, I think when I was growing up, it was around 4,000. It's since gone down somewhat, uh, but grew up as a raised Lutheran in a Grace Lutheran church, small little Lutheran church in in Ely. Um, And I would say from my recollection that it was uh, fairly traditional. As Vanessa and I got to know each other and she was raised Catholic, which I'll talk about, uh, there wasn't a major, major difference in terms of the actual uh, services you know, she she might say mass. Uh, we called it the service, whatever. But what we did in a church service and stuff was very similar. What we learned and what we uh, the hymns that we sang and everything. So 
very traditional and I would say that I had uh, probably a an ab- above average faith or you know I, I, I kind of think back I, I mean well no I, I just mean for for kids my age I, I guess I I thought I probably thought more about my life and how it related to the church than an mm. average kid might I remember when I got confirmed I think I was telling my sister-in-law that because uh, one of their sons just got confirmed in the Catholic Church but I remember going back uh, after the confirmation and going into my bedroom and reading my Bible and just thinking that you know, I was going to be this perfect, <laughs> oh, uh, as as close to uh, walking a life that aligned with the Bible as possible back when I <laughs> when I was that age, and uh, you know certainly that that's not how things have always turned out. I've made plenty of poor decisions and sinned and whatever but anyway I just I I often think about that as part of my growing up with my faith uh, as a grown up as a Lutheran but then after college uh, shortly before Vanessa and I got to know each other a friend of mine introduced me to a non-denominational church in White Bear Lake Minnesota and at the time I I really didn't know much about what non-denominational was and you know my my really my my only perspective on church was growing up Lutheran. So that was uh, a unique experience. The praise and worship music was quite different than the um, sometimes solemn hymns that I had grown up with. And the message was different. And I I mean, I loved it. Um, And I I guess I'll kind of turn it back to you because about that Shortly after I started going to Eagle Brook Church, uh, that's when we met, and then we started going together. But I don't know if there's anything more that you wanted me to explain about my upbringing that you had in mind. But I might ping. No, I might. Pong. Uh, I, I might uh, piggyback. Well, on I mean, what you say, okay, but... I can talk about what. What I'll ask you a question then. So, as Tom mentioned, I was raised Catholic. I want to say that you know I. I both Tom's parents and my parents, we we owe an enormous amount of gratitude and appreciation that we were raised in homes where God was important. Yep. Going to church was um, important, expected, etc. Mm-hmm. Um, because I often wonder for those that are new in faith or have or didn't grow up in a home where where God was the center of the family um, how hard it would be today I mean mm-hmm. there are just there are just things that you know I, I guess I don't know what I'm trying to say but um, I just think that that you know that was pivotal in our life as adults that both no matter what the denomination was that both our families made um, made going to church and and God the center of the center of of our families saying grace yep. that kind of thing well it helps to give you some clarify some boundaries to live your life around and when the more more that you have that the I think the easier it is to navigate through life and the challenges that you'll face and knowing that there's something beyond I mean I don't want to 
I'll let you continue because I, I think I'll end up on a tangent talking about last year and that kind of thing. Okay. So. So, yeah, so I was I was raised in a home um, where we went to Catholic church and myself and my siblings all received the, the Catholic sacraments. My dad was uh, actually in the seminary before he met my mother and um, God had a different plan for his life. He had a marriage, children and family, but initially he was thinking about becoming a priest Uh, And my mom was not Catholic. She was a different denomination. And then later on, when us kids were a little bit older, still living at home, we weren't adults, my mom decided she wanted to become Catholic. And so she was then converted when she, it was over Easter, the Easter um, holiday that she converted to Catholicism. And then um, I actually went to Catholic college. The one thing that I think was pivotal for me in my faith was that as um, you know as a child and a teenager I never really not like Tom I wasn't like I'm gonna be the best Christian there is (laughs) Um, I didn't give it really much thought other than we had to go to church on Sunday we had to do these things right my parents it was my parents decision for me and it wasn't really my decision for myself so it really wasn't until i was an adult and in my 30s right when i met you i was Mm -hmm. in my 30s that i learned about actually having more of a personal relationship with god and what that looked like for me the first gift that tom ever uh, you know, ever gave me after taking me to Applebee's. <laughs> <laughs> Fancy like. Yeah. He actually gifted me a Bible and it was a study application Bible, which admittedly at that point, yes, of course I had read the Bible because we had to in confirmation or we, we received a Bible, but it wasn't something that I was ever drawn to. It wasn't something that I read and certainly didn't understand so the study application bible was really good where i could read not god's word and then actually read the footnotes or read the the application part and how that how do you apply this what does it mean how do you apply it to your life that kind of thing so when tom and i met he gifted me the bible and then he invited me to go to this non-denominational church and like Tom mentioned, it was like the first, it was my first introduction to what would be considered today contemporary Christian music. It was a huge part of worship. And that was really what drew me into the church was the the music and how we could praise and worship God through song. And then the messages were just very different. It wasn't a stand up, sit down. It was really more modern and applicable to life and it was like every week we went you just knew that you were meant to be there and every message was meant for your ears and that motivated me to want to develop my relationship with God that motivated me to get up in the morning and read my Bible that motivated me to learn more and really start um, figuring out my faith right? Mm -hmm. Different or separate from how I grew up. So back to you. (laughs) 
Well, so so we we started going to Eagle Brook, and um, that was back in probably two thousand and two, somewhere in there together and then we we ended up moving to Texas and found a non-denominational church there. I think it was called River was it River Point? It was. Yeah, River Point Church uh, in, in Sugarland, Texas, yeah. where we had lived for a couple of years and then came back uh, as our sons Jacob and Broderick were growing up, we continued then to take them to Eagle Brook and then when we moved to Minneapolis over the course of that 7-year period we lived downtown we really didn't. We, we kind of stopped going. Uh, we were hoping to find well, a church we didn't locally. go to physical church. Right. But we, so started we started doing online online church. Yeah. Yes. Online and church before online church was a thing. Yeah. Right. And we, we did get involved with an online community at Elevation Church. Yeah. We actually had the opportunity to go there. They brought us. They, they brought us there to experience it in person and see the behind the scenes of how they, you know, how they actually produce their online messages and services and that kind of thing. So mm-hmm. it wasn't that we stopped going to church. We just went to church in a different, yep. in a different way. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then when we moved here, which was 2020, right, we, we, we know, knew the importance and valued, valued the, I don't know what I want to say, community aspect of church. And we wanted to find a church in our community that aligned with our values. And we tried out a mm-hmm. couple and we just weren't, we just decided yep. that, you know, it wasn't what we were looking for and ended up going back full circle to where we started which was eagle brook church which they have a campus that is 20 minutes away from us so it's not in our community so we're not meeting people that live i take that back because our neighbors go there Um, but we have to create our own community of people that are that that are close to us which Ironically, or maybe not ironically, um, the chiropractor that we go to belongs to the church, and she invited me to join a women's small group, uh, Bible study group, mm-hmm. and all of the women that are in the group, with the exception of maybe two, are all from our area, so yeah. that was a way to, to get connected. When it comes to our faith, though, what I want what I, for people, man, I don't want to make generalizations because that's not fair. But I would say both of us make decisions based on our faith over and above anything else. It's what we believe to be true as Christians, what the what 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 the Bible teaches us about walking through this life. So that's kind of the lens that we see everything through. And for people that don't see see the world through that same lens, they maybe dismiss things or look mm-hmm. at things differently or what have you, or maybe they don't even understand. Right. Um, and maybe I'm I'm being too vague. Well, but, I, I mean, when, when, when we say our faith, what we believe is that the Bible is the inspired word of God. It's, it is the truth, mm-hmm. not like a arbitrary my truth or my interpretation. It's just what's written is the truth. And so when when that's we have that certainty about what's in the Bible, then it helps to clarify how to navigate 
the world, okay. uh, especially the world today as it continues to change. So that that creates kind of a sense of peace and and calmness, like without without having that as the foundation of truth, then it it gets hard to figure out what what's what's right, mm-hmm. and we can just go back to, well, what to does the Bible God say and about say, it? yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah, it's it's a way to discern when you're in a decision making process, yeah, right, and that was when we. Part of the little lull in our church attendance, and Vanessa had mentioned looking for a, a church to go to again, was determining whether or not their teaching and their belief system was really about the fact that the, the Bible is the inspired word of God and it is the truth, versus there are some churches that will make the Bible open to interpretation, and then that means that their beliefs are modified based on the people that are reading and wanting to um, to use the, the Bible as a reference, but not as necessarily the word. Mm-hmm. Or somehow that we can alter it to fit our modern day right. Right. challenges or, or what have you. Like somehow it doesn't apply to us anymore because that was so many years ago and the world is different today i think the one thing that i just always um feel good about is that nothing in this world today is surprising to god this is you know we are we are living out god's plan for the world and that each one of us is here at this specific time because god wanted us to be Mm -hmm. here at this specific time in 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 our world so and it won't always be like this the world will come to an end yeah 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 and And it's not it's not just the you know like like we're kind of i guess dancing around the having the bible be the source of morality and truth but it's also uh gives you a sense of of peace so um whatever calamity we might face or emergency or anything like that you know, we know we know it's only temporary. We know that there's uh, life beyond. You know, even if that means that ours ends shorter. You know, before we would like it to, or whatever. Uh, we we just know that there's more than what we see here and now. Mm-hmm. And so, in the midst of chaos or uncertainty or emergencies or crisis. Uh, we have something to look forward to and keep our eyes focused on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and during 2020, 2021, even now, we were looking, we were looking to the the church as a physical structure and those that lead inside of it to be very definitive about what God says about how we walk through what's mm-hmm. going on, and there were very few leaders inside of the church buildings right. that were that were actually speaking clearly truthfully yeah. and then guiding us followers guiding yeah. us on how do we you know what what do we do during yeah. this time as well and um, one of the few was John MacArthur right. which we 
we've listened to many of his messages. He's in California. Right. And so I'm glad that you brought that up. Going, I want to just say that going to church is an event that you do either on Saturday or Sunday. That does not mean that, I mean, that's one way to exercise your faith, but living every day with faith, it's it's like, um, you know, some people read their Bible every day. Some people do a Bible study. Some people, you know, do different things mm-hmm. every day in addition to that going to church. It's just like you just, it's not just a once a week thing. Mm-hmm. It's an everyday thing. So yeah. Yeah. Tom is a much better Bible reader than I am. He's read through the Bible and he understands it at a different level than I do, which, you know, maybe that started when he got confirmed. I'm not sure. <laughs> it might have. It sure. might have. I think that was when the first. Yeah, I've read it uh, from front to back twice. Which I, I don't know if that's a good thing because sometimes when you when the goal becomes just to read the Bible, you don't spend time on on the actual message within each of the verses. But I, I, yeah, I did, and I think the first time was shortly after I was confirmed. I was like, okay, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna read this from front to back. Um, but I, I have so much more to learn. So I, I'm certainly yes. But you understand not... it um, historically and in the order that things happened and why they happened at a at a greater level than I do. But with that being said, too, I, I, I know that. I have been gifted with more of a childlike faith. I don't I don't necessarily need to know. I just believe and I just have faith. And I just, you know, there are some scripture verses that I can rest in, but I, I just feel like there's just things that I can just be like, all right, well, this is God's plan or this is God's will. And we talked about this last week when, um, when you fell off your bike and you broke your neck, it was like there wasn't this, I wasn't afraid, I wasn't, and mm-hmm. I knew that was, totally God, right? Um, I was just like, okay, well, if this is God's plan for our life, then this is our, this is his plan and, yep. and we're going to use this and it's going to, it's going to all be fine. Yep. I mean, and, and I think that that's, that, that, that is more of, that's not me. That's just a gift that I've been given that I can just have that, that sense of faith and, and that God's got things and it'll all work out. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And not the way that we always wanted to. No. But it, it it will work out. No. Yeah. And there's been so many instances in my life and in our life together where things didn't turn out the way we wanted. But here we are. Right. right? Like we we were living our dream when we sold everything we owned, downsized, and moved to the city. That was a goal. That was a dream. That was yeah. something that we wanted from almost from the very time we we met at Applebee's yeah, right yeah and we were we we were living our out our dream life in Minneapolis and then things changed and here we are now and this wasn't our plan this wasn't our dream we never talked about moving to the country we never talked about it you know like oh yeah wouldn't it be fun to live in the woods and never but God has us here mm-hmm. right and yep. and now we can't imagine anything else the important lesson i think is that we always keep our hands open though because there may be something else yeah, right yep right yep, we could very well end up back in a, in the city or <laughs> i don't think a, that's gonna happen but it, yeah but we just don't know you just don't know right nope. so it's always yes 
you just have to be have your hands open and yeah. receive what God what God has for you and the plans that he has for you even if they're they're not what you had uh, hoped for yeah yeah is there a timer on here to tell us how long we've been talking no that's the one thing with that we're the software that we're using is GarageBand and I've never been able to figure out how to tell how much time we've been talking there's counters on here but I don't know what yeah, they I don't mean. know but I think that's a, I mean, that was a, that was a good topic to just wrap up with. And okay. So we'll talk about fortitude maybe, yeah. uh, <laughs> maybe, maybe uh, on the next Which episode. is, I, I think talking about faith is a good preface to talking about fortitude because if you have faith, it's a lot easier to be uh, living with fortitude and have confidence and perseverance and tenacity Sisu, oh, whatever, okay. some of those things. So right. I think that's a good topic. For Faith is the building time. block. It is. Building block for that. Yeah. And I, I think I would agree. Yeah. All right. So it's Friday. We're still not in a rhythm, a weekly rhythm yet of, uh, yes, we are now committed to regularly podcasting and uploading, but we haven't got on a good schedule or routine yet. It yeah. just seems like every day or every week we have to build in some margin for unexpected things right which is life and um so today's friday right what are our plans for today what are you doing today well there's still some fallen trees that i have to clean up uh I need to finish a blog post and Fallen then record trees the audio from, from a, a storm. A massive a few weeks ago amount of snow that dropped yep. on us here in the spring, and it was super wet and heavy snow. So these trees that had already been under the thumb of snow and a lot yep. of snow yep. for several months in a row had the chance to spring up, and then they just got dumped on again. Yeah. Yep. So we've got. Everywhere, not just in our woods, but when you drive through where we live, there's just so many trees down. Some of them were already like our woodpecker trees. I yeah. mean, they were just brittle and waiting to fall over. But yeah, so trees down that you want to clean up. Yeah, got to work out. Got to get a workout in. Uh, make some room in the garage because Menards is delivering the chicken coop materials, all the building materials on Tuesday. So I got to have to make space in the garage for those. And uh, you'll be picking up Asher this afternoon. So well, maybe he can help with some of that stuff when he gets back after school. And tomorrow we'll be tackling it. But it's supposed to rain today, too. So we'll, we'll see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just right now we're in this, this spring season where we want to take advantage of being able to work outside when it's not raining. It was raining this morning, right? Like, like yep. these little pockets of pockets of an hour where you can get out when it's not raining and then come inside and work and what have you yep. what we can do but yeah and we have a lot of other landscaping stuff to do and next week we've got uh bare root trees showing up i've got some other plants showing up some uh yeah I, there's yep. a lot going on yep and then we work in between so yes. all and right we'll get the podcast done i, I think we well, should just and then we have to make time for today getting this record. No, next week. Like oh, next I, in a week. weekly rhythm, you were talking about. So yeah. I, I think Monday mornings we just we, need to we were drink our coffee and get to it. <clears throat> well, you initially said Wednesdays, 
and then something comes up on Wednesdays yeah. and or we schedule an appointment or yeah so we'll we'll figure it out um, how that works so at any rate thanks for tuning in thanks for listening to our conversation and uh, our unscripted conversation yeah our unscripted conversation and we'll see you again talk to you again talk to you next time next time <laughs>